as part of the preparations for for the glorious solemnity of the birth of Christ. I think today's responsorial psalm, especially the antiphon, is something that is helping us to focus more on, on the Lord. Lord, make us turn to you. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. Lord, let us make us turn to you. We are asking the Lord to help us to focus on God, to focus on, on the reality of God, on his grace, on his presence, on his love. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. Let us see your face. Let us recognize you more. Let us come to know you more. Let us come to love you more and then we shall be saved. Today, what is the Lord asking us? How are we to focus on, on him, on the Lord himself? Well, there's two things to which the gospel speaks today. Here we have the disciples coming down from the mountain. Where were they? At the Mount of Transfiguration. They just experienced Jesus in an incredible way. He was transformed before them before their eyes, and they heard that voice coming from God the Father, this is my beloved son, listen to him, follow him. They heard that, and so they're coming down from the mountain. Now, what are they thinking? They just saw not only Jesus who was transfigured before them, but they saw Moses and Elijah, the two prophets. Moses representing the the law, the first five books books of the Old Testament, and Elijah representing the prophets, the prophetic voice, which means not only Elijah, but also we have Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all the other, Malachi, we have all the other prophets who were represented there, and they are speaking with him. So these three disciples have seen him, they shared with the rest what they, what they experienced, and so they're asking a question. He says, okay, if this is the case, then why? And if Jesus is truly the Son of God, if he's truly the Messiah, then we have to, in their mind, they have to say, okay, well, who is Elijah? What happened? Elijah is supposed to show up before the Messiah. And so this is what they're asking. Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Now, why do the scribes say? Because in Malachi... In the, in the prophet Malachi, he says, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and terrible day of the Lord. So, so, the, the, so, they, so, the, so the, uh, the scribes, they know the scriptures and they're quoting, Behold, I will, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and terrible day of the Lord, before he comes, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. Okay, so we have a prediction here, Malachi speaking. And so the disciples are saying to Jesus, well now, how is it? We didn't, we didn't see Elijah yet. We have not seen Elijah. So if you are the one who is to come, then Elijah had to come already. And so Jesus says there's, and he said to reply, Elijah will indeed come and restore all things. But I tell you, 
that Elijah has already come. Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him, but did him, but did to him whatever they pleased. And so also will the Son of Man suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. So Jesus says, okay, the Elijah that Malachi promised before the day of the Lord is John the Baptist. He was the one who was preaching con conversion. He was preaching and asking the people of God to turn their hearts away from sin, repent. And then he was, he was asking the fathers to turn to their children to, you know, there's, there's, there's a powerful significance here that the, the disruption between relationship between fathers and children has a, a profound effect on children and also profound effect on relationship with God. So this was, was the Baptist who was proclaiming this conversion and preparing the way for the Lord. He spoke of himself as the voice that prepared the path. As you remember, when the disciples of John, I mean, when the uh, people from Jerusalem went, asked John the Baptist who he was, he said he's the voice. He's the voice that cries out, prepare the way for the Lord. So he gave very strong testimony that he's the one that was sent before the Lord to ask and proclaim and desire to have all the people turn back to the Lord and that could be reconciled. And part of reconciliation is to, to um, reconcile children with their fathers and fathers with their children. Now, the second aspect here, which we have, is not only that John the Baptist is the one to prepare the path before the coming of the Lord, and we have John the Baptist, as we see, but then the second aspect is there's so not only did they eliminate by lack of faith John the Baptist, because was, as you know, Herod, uh, he did not like what John was saying. He wanted him to leave and uh, leave his brother's wife because they were not married. It was an adulterous relationship. And so Herod, um, as you know, was the one who, who, um, who asked for the head of the of the of the John the Baptist John the Baptist were because of Herodias you know the his his wife or you know the one that he was living with and so we have the the lack of faith on the part of Herod the lack of faith on the part of people uh, they do not accept John they eliminated John and uh, Jesus says the same thing today in the gospel so the son of man will suffer at their hands then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist, but also that Jesus' prophecy about his own life perhaps will come true as well. Because, you know, at that time, Jesus said, the Son of Man must suffer and die, and on the third day rise again. So here we have the disciples are looking at Jesus. They see the great things which they were familiar with about prophet Elijah. And as we know, Elijah suffered just like Baptist suffered. Elijah was, was the one, the only prophet of God that remained faithful to, to the Lord and faithful to covenant. And we're talking about ninth century before, before the birth of Christ. 
And you may remember the word, the name Jezebel was after him because she was the one who wanted to, um, to introduce um, the worship of Baal to, to the people of God. And this is what happened. And Elijah was someone who suffered tremendously, but also he did extraordinary work on behalf of the Lord. He was the one that called down the fire you know, from heaven. As you know, he wanted to prove to the people that God is the true God. And you also may remember that, you know, there was a sacrifice that was made and, and uh, he asked the, the, the prophets of Baal to prepare their sacrifices to God of Baal and he prepared the sacrifice to the Lord God, the Yahweh, the, you know, the God who has revealed himself to the people of God. And he, he asked that his sacrifice will be drenched with water everything so and then he called upon upon the lord god and the fire came from from the from the sky and 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 the holocaust offering was was burned as we can see without even ashes so it was consumed elijah was the one also who performed miracles like he he uh, uh through 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 the power of god he was able to give this woman of Sarafat who had no, 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 uh, no, uh, no, nothing to eat, no flour. And he was able to have her have flour for almost over a year just to survive on this type of food. Likewise, he also raised her only son who died. He raised him from the dead. So we see the power of Elijah you know, as, as, we, as we speak about him. But what is the purpose for today, for, this, for these readings, where Jesus speaks of John the Baptist, points to him as the one who is to come. He's the Elijah. But what's the purpose for us? The Lord wants us to come to know him, to come know, to know the reality of who he is. Part of coming to know him is that we have to accept Jesus as the one who came not only to bring forth the good news, the gospel, the salvation, but also he showed us the way of how to embrace the Father's will, the Father's will. This is why he speaks today of his suffering, the prediction of his suffering. Who is this Jesus? So that we may come to know him and love him. He's the one who has loved us first, who has offered himself on our behalf, who wants us to know that we are not alone, as a matter of fact, if we were to, to look more deeply into the presence of Jesus, we have to say the following. The Lord knows that at the deepest levels of who we are, we carry the cross, we suffer, we are misunderstood, not things work out for us the best way. There's a, the deepest level of who we are. We understand that type of aloneness sometimes that no one can really fully understand us. No one can fully embrace us or or or, or show us uh, the, the, the 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 or at least recognize and appreciate us. And because of that aloneness, the Lord is asking us that we may draw close to Him, because He's the one who has suffered first. He's the one who is able to to walk with us the journey, the difficult journey of life. He's able to, to share with us on the deepest levels that he already is there. 
that he has walked the journey before us and he's inviting us to walk with him. I think the, the invitation today is not only that we prepare the way for the Lord, but also we enter into a deep, profound relationship with him. Because if we don't uh, you know, enter that relationship with him, what happens to us, we, we, we experience that aloneness, perhaps even loneliness. We experience that, that world of, of, uh, of, of difficulties, problems, which sometimes are beyond ability to carry. And we see how many people suffer depressions, how many people suffer the, the, the difficulties of life. You know, there, as we know that, that people turn to all kinds of medication just to medicate themselves or even, even you know, the, having the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the drugs which are made available now every place. The Lord is there for us, not only the Lord, but also Our Lady. The reason we have Our Lady here today is because we cannot celebrate tomorrow's feast. Uh, you know, the Sunday, third Sunday of Advent takes precedence. Okay, so tomorrow, although it's the 12th of December and we honor Our Lady, and today will be the last day of the Novena to Our Lady of, of, uh, of Guadalupe. But what she is also telling us today is that she will be there for us. Am I not your mother? Am I not there for you? I will hear your cries. I will respond to you. I'll give you the grace because the Lord has entrusted to her much grace. So I think that what we are asked today is first of all, to renew ourselves in faith. How do we renew ourselves in faith? By calling upon the Lord, Lord be with me. Help me to understand your ways. Help me to understand your will for me. Help me to, to know which way I should go. What should I do? It's, our renewal comes from precisely from accepting him. Because sometimes, sometimes we as people, um, instead of really honoring and worshiping the Lord, really honoring him, acknowledging who he is, we would wish to sort of kind of use him so that we may get some benefits for it. You know, yes, we should be praying for benefits, but sometimes we may use the Lord. He says, you help me with this, you help me with that. But, but we forget that we are to honor him, to say, Lord, you are the one. I want to be with you. I want to, I want to learn the path of, of true perfection, Christian perfection, and that is of accepting you, accepting your will completely in my life, that I don't have to be afraid of the future because you are there, you are there with me. And in this way, you know, by renewal of our deeper understanding and love for the Lord, acknowledging Him, worshiping Him, we may prepare ourselves in a more, more powerful way uh, for the for the coming of 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 Christmas, which is actually understanding more again and again the role of Jesus in the life of all human beings role of Jesus in the life of each one of us and, and the path by which he leads us. So may we then today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, not only see the Lord as the Lord of glory who comes to us, our Redeemer who suffered for us. He's the one who knows our future. He's the one who will give us the grace to be faithful to him but also he gives us the word of God. He gives us the, 
the, you know, the, the prophets like John the Baptist, the last of all prophets, preparing the way for the Lord. He gives us Our Lady, and above all, He gives us the Eucharist. He gives us Himself so that we may be drawn to Him, be united with Him, and to share His glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.